Like, I'm extremely, extremely fortunate. Like, I went to the University of Georgia, played football, got a free education, got a chance to live my dream for a little bit. Although it wasn't what I wanted, like, being able to communicate with other people who I was had relationships with and realize that, like, you know, they wanted it just as bad as I did. And they didn't necessarily get to experience all those things. So it's not, it's just not realistic for me to sit here and be sad about it. That was Keith Marshall. His story is one of hard work and determination as he battled through injuries to make it from five-star phenom to Georgia Bulldog standout to the NFL with the Washington Redskins. While at UGA, Marshall teamed with Todd Gurley to form the most talented running back duo in the nation. He scored 15 touchdowns at Georgia and ran the fastest time at the NFL Combine ahead of the 2016 draft. But Marshall had to battle knee injuries from seventh grade onward that got more serious as he advanced. While his NFL career didn't play out the way he'd hoped, Marshall still realized his dream of being an NFL running back. One million boys play high school football every year in America, and only about 300 players are drafted by teams to the NFL annually. Those are some seriously long odds. On this show, we'll tell you about the amazing people that have beat the odds to make it at the highest level. Keith Marshall was born in 1994 in North Carolina. Keith's father, Warren, was a former NFL running back who is still the career rushing leader at James Madison University. But Warren's career was also cut short by knee injuries. Marshall grew up in a loving and supportive household in the suburbs of Raleigh, North Carolina. His mother worked in the corporate world while raising the family, which included his younger brother, Marcus, and younger sister, Jasmine. Sports, sports-based family, man. My dad played ball. Uh, he played in the NFL. He played college, obviously. So that was always at the forefront of our family. Um, kind of knowing that that was something that, you know, he seemed proud of. And a lot of people, you know, gave him a lot of recognition and respect for the fact that he had professionally. And so growing up, that was obviously something for me to aspire to. We were raised in an upper class, uh, upper middle class. I wouldn't say upper class, but upper middle class neighborhood, predominantly white, um, elementary school, predominantly white. I remember being in fourth or fifth grade and being like one of only two or three black people in the whole grade, the only black guy, obviously, in my class. Marshall was a quiet, studious kid. The family stressed the value of academics early. Doing well was expected of all the Marshall children. But I was very, very reserved. And I think part of that is probably because of kind of what I touched on earlier, just being the only black kid in a lot of the environments uh, didn't necessarily always fit in. And so I was, I was very, very reserved in, cl- in, in class and in school. But, um, you know, I was very respectful. I never got in trouble. I was always, you know, my parents were somewhat disciplinary. So, you know, getting in trouble was not an option. Parents were very academic focused. Um, school was definitely first. Uh, we were not allowed to have excuses. It was pretty much straight A's. A B was not acceptable. Keith's father, Warren, had this to say about those early years. And I, we, were, we were very... Uh focused on academics and, and we, we required them to be. And so that was, although sports was my background and certainly my wife cheered and was, you know, big in sports as well. Our kids knew that in order for them to be able to participate in, in sports, they were going to have to do the right thing academically. Young Keith lived up to the expectations in school and got to start early in peewee football in Raleigh. It was clear right away that he had inherited Warren's speed and athleticism. He was one of these kids that had immediate success. I mean, he became the star of the team as a seven as a seven-year-old. You know, it was Pop Warner, but he immediately, even the first scrimmage, you know, he he had three or four long touchdown runs. He's always been 
fast, and uh, that was kind of the thing that separated him as a young athlete was his speed. As a young boy, Marshall had only one thing he dreamt about, making it to the NFL like his dad. And I can't think of a time that wasn't my dream. I mean, I go back and look at my, my childhood pictures. I, I was a football player every year for Halloween. Like, that's just what I wanted to do. There was really no, I never had another aspiration, to be honest, that did it, or aspiration that was completely uh, divorced from football. While Marshall excelled as a running back entering middle school, his first serious injury setback was about to test his resolve. I ended up getting twisted up. And I tore my ACL on my left knee in seventh grade, partially tore it, and uh, you know, that had me out the rest of that season, obviously. I had to do a lot of rehab, and I started kind of that rehab or dealing with injuries and having to push through that at a very young age. I was actually uh, at the game, and, and he came over to me and said, Dad, something's wrong. And like most dads that don't think through uh, those types of things, I made the mistake of saying, you're okay, shake it off kind of mentality. And he being the, the uh, strong-willed and, and, you know, very intuitive kid, he, he immediately said, no, dad, this is not like that. This Something's really wrong. And I remember then, of course, as my, most parents would be, I kind of went in panic mode trying to figure out, you know, what he meant. Injuries kept Marshall from making his mark at Millbrook High School on the football field his freshman year, but he continued to excel in the classroom. I had straight A's all the way through my ninth grade year. I was one of eight kids in my school, which is a, it was a pretty big school. Uh, it was actually the biggest school in the east side of North Carolina. I was one of eight kids that had a perfect GPA, and like the principal talk caught me in. It was like, yeah, you could be the first black valedictorian in Millbrook High history and all that. I took the SAT, did very well kind of like prepare myself to kind of go the academic route because, you know, at that time wasn't certain about football. While the rigors of football kept Marshall from the valedictorian spot, things started happening fast once he took the field for his sophomore season. First game of my sophomore year after, after training really hard, I ended up having five touchdowns, like 350 yards in my, my varsity debut. And the next day, uh, I got invited to go with one of my friends who was not really getting recruited, but he went to UNC for like a coach's day or whatever. Um, and this was before the school year started because our football season started a little bit before school started. And I went to UNC with him. And like, as soon as I got there, the coach offered me a scholarship. So this was before my 10th grade year started. I had a scholarship offer from the University of North Carolina. And I'll never forget that day because I, you know, I wasn't expecting it at all. His father, Warren, said the recruiting drive picked up steam fast after that first offer. Keith was pretty much recruited by everybody and, and, and probably had offers. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to guess, uh, but I'm sure he had over, over 100 offers. You know, he just everybody that could offer, offered. And, and so he immediately, I think probably by the time he was in a junior, he probably had, you know, 30 or 40 offers. Marshall tallied over 50 rushing touchdowns in three high school seasons and was the consensus number one running back recruit in the country in 2012. But the early injuries continued to pile up and take a toll. We kept that under wraps because I was obviously trying to get recruited and get a scholarship, so we didn't want people to know that I tore my ACL in seventh grade. We felt like that would be a negative thing. So, you know, that wasn't public knowledge. I still don't know that many people know that. And so I think in fourth grade, I started having some residual effects from that. I started having really, really bad tendonitis, and that kind of... You know, that, that really um, was my Achilles heel. I mean, I had all the other knee injuries, but that was the one that I never got over even as I went to college. Like, I always had tendonitis pretty severely. Um, I think that kind of led to a lot of the other uh, knee issues and hamstring issues that I dealt with later on. So, so like, my last time being healthy, healthy was 11th grade. Marshall became close friends with two other prep stars in high school, 
Todd Gurley, and Ronald Darby. The trio saw each other often on the high school football camp circuit and competed at national track sprint events. They took recruiting visits together, and they had wanted to team up in college. But for Marshall, the childhood dream of playing for the Georgia Bulldogs kept pulling on him. The night before I had made my decision, me, Darby, and Todd were on the phone, and we were like all in. Like, we were like, yeah, we're all going to go to Clemson. And I woke up in the morning, and I just had that feeling like, I know that I would have always regretted if I didn't go to Georgia. Because that was always something that was, you know, it was just, I guess, a childhood dream in a way I had built it up that way. So it was just like, you go to Clemson, it might make more sense, or you might feel like you had a great visit, but like you'll always regret not going to Georgia. So I mean, that's why I ended up ultimately deciding to go to Georgia. Darby decided to head to Florida State, but Todd Gurley would join Marshall in Athens. Kind of my only person from North Carolina that I was close with throughout the recruiting process that could relate to the recruiting process. And so uh, we definitely wanted to be a package deal, North Carolina boys. And so I definitely, uh, definitely played a hand in helping getting him to Georgia. Marshall and Gurley immediately established themselves as the top running back duo in the nation, posting over 2,000 combined rushing yards and scoring 26 touchdowns their freshman year in 2012. In deference to Bulldog all-time great Herschel Walker, the press dubbed them Gershel. In the fifth game that freshman season, Marshall rushed for 164 yards and two touchdowns. I remember that my breakout game was against Tennessee, and I just remember being on the field. I had like a couple big runs and looking up at the jumbotron, and everyone's night. It was a close game. It was a rivalry. It was, the stadium was packed, and I remember my stats was like 10 carries for 170 yards, and that kind of like for a split second, I was like, wow, like you know, saying you, this is what you wanted when you were little. As the sophomore season began for the Gershel duo. Draft pundits were already talking about the pair leaving early for the NFL. The fifth game of the season was against Tennessee again that year. A routine pass reception changed Marshall's career forever. I ended up tearing my ACL, MCL, PCL, partial, and maybe some cartilage or something. So that obviously sat me down for a while. Um, and when we did that, I also had surgery on my other knee to try to fix what was going on over there. So I ended up having double knee surgery. And I was in a uh, scooter like a motorized scooter, like the old folks scooter. I was in that for like three or four months. I kind of had to drop out of school. And so that was kind of a wake up call in its own sense. Marshall rehabbed and was ready to attack the game again his junior year, but his body just wouldn't cooperate. Another injury led to a shortened season. I wasn't myself really. And I got way too big. I ended up losing that weight, but I gained so much weight when I was rehabbing. Like I got to like 235, cause I was just lifting. By the time I was back playing, I was probably 220. And you don't need to be that big coming off a knee injury, at least for me. And so I ended up getting twisted up again, like in the third or fourth game. And we kind of sat down with my dad and talked to Coach Rick, talked to the trainer and decided to redshirt that year. A big highlight for the Marshall family came in his final year. Keith's brother Marcus had emerged as a star running back himself and was a freshman at Georgia Tech when the teams matched up in 2015. The older brother Keith and the Bulldogs got the better of that matchup and bragging rights for life. You know, we got to play one time. It's the only time we ever got to play versus each other and we won, so. Um, that was definitely, I'm glad that happened, but uh, it was definitely a cool experience seeing him on the on the field after the game, taking pictures. And, you know, my parents, they did the whole, like, house divide thing, made jerseys with both of our numbers on it. The, you know, the jersey was half and half, so that was, I'm sure they enjoyed that a lot. As the 2016 NFL draft was approaching, Marshall trained hard and focused on getting his body healthy. However, the injury bug just wouldn't leave him alone. Marshall still showed NFL execs what he was capable of at the combine. That's, I pulled my hamstring three weeks before the combine, and I didn't get to train up until, like, I didn't run again up until the combine. So we were kind of, I was very nervous because I knew it was a lot on the line for me just being 
having all the injuries in college, kind of having that, okay, this guy's good, but he's been injured. And so I wanted to go out there and prove that I was healthy and that I could still run and that I could still cut and do all the things I need to do. And so I had a very good showing at the combine. I said I won the money for the fastest. I was the strongest running back. Even with that great combine performance, the NFL draft was still filled with uncertainty for Marshall. Teams loved his speed and saw what he did when healthy at UGA. But durability questions remained. His father had this to say. I think the whole process was probably mixed emotions because we knew based on, you know, projections and so forth that he was probably going to be a late-round draft pick or a free agent is what we were told by his agent. And, and there were some that had him projected as high as the third or fourth round. But based on injury, him, history, and some of the other things, we were at home and it got to be frustrating as the as the uh, the rounds went by because I think in his mind as a young kid, he had envisioned being somebody that would go off the board much earlier than he did. And I think he would have for sure had he not had some of the, the other issues. But I think that was an extremely frustrating day for him initially. In the seventh and final round of the draft, Marshall got the call he had been dreaming about since he was a second grade Pee Wee star. I eventually got that call from Washington. It was, you know, I was, I was, Thankful to be able to say that I got drafted, but kind of with, you know, my trajectory and the dreams that I had growing up and kind of where I saw myself, I definitely felt, um, you know, I definitely felt the type of way about it. You know, it wasn't necessarily something I was super proud of at the time, you know, just because of where I felt like the talent I had. Marshall had a strong showing in preseason camp for the Redskins and was ready to make an impact as a rookie. But that injury bug bit him yet again. The play I got hurt on actually... Like, I thought I was going to score. I accelerated so fast, and a guy got me on my legs. And I tried to prop myself over my elbow, and I tore my UCL, hyperextended it, tore my uh, uh, tricep muscle. And so that ended that season very early. Marshall rehabbed and bounced back from the elbow injury and was ready for training camp his second season with the Redskins. Like, I was definitely fighting to make the team my second year. But I felt I had a very, very strong showing the first few days. And then, you know, the first day, I think we were doing a scrimmage, man. I, I broke loose. Really, I broke loose about to go score and, like, made my last cut. got kind of twisted, and my right knee just popped. And, you know, my kneecap was in my in my thigh. I knew immediately. Just because I had had tendonitis in both my knees for so long, I knew immediately what it was. Marshall considered a third try with the Redskins, but eventually accepted that it wouldn't be possible. I'm done with football. Like, I had enough of it. Like, I'm tired of getting hurt, rehabbing. And the patella is definitely the worst thing you can do, maybe except for Achilles. For a running back, you know, patella tendon, that's, the worst thing that could happen, and that happening on the knee where I already had, you know, three ligament major surgery in college. Marshall knows that the game took a heavy toll on his body that he will have to contend with the rest of his life. Like, my elbow is jacked up. I need to probably have surgery on my elbow. And then last year, at the end of the year, I was having some cartilage stuff that had, uh, scar tissue that had broken off in my right knee, so I had to have surgery on that. And right now, I mean, it's like, I can't, I can walk around and stuff, but, like, I couldn't go... I can't go play a pickup basketball game or anything like that. Like, and I, hopefully it gets better. And I try to, I'm trying to like eat healthy and do things to kind of get my body back under. After officially retiring following the 2017 season, Marshall started working on the next phase of his life without football. Always a strong student, Marshall explored a few startup ideas and is now preparing to enroll in a top 25 MBA program this fall. So I started developing that idea. An idea really was surrounded around trying to um, support local nonprofits through athletics. I spent some time at uh, ATDC. I went through customer discovery. I did a number of interviews. And really gotten back to that, trying to explore my curiosity intellectually and, uh, you know, figure out what I'm going to do to kind of 
do something positive for the world, but also, you know, support my family and that type of stuff. So that's kind of where I am now. As Marshall reflects on his football journey, the evolving landscape around compensation for college athletes is a topic he believes in. Marshall thinks that college athletes should be paid a chunk of the huge money they bring to their schools. These coaches are making half a million dollars. Like our running back coach was making like 750 at Georgia when I was there. And I was just like, you can't tell me it's amateur if the amateur if a position coach is making almost a million dollars, if the head coach is making three, four million dollars, if the if the school is is profiting 180 million, whatever they make a year, like it's just not an amateur sport. So it's ridiculous to me that the kids can't get compensated. The idea that it's not a job is absolutely asinine. Like this, like I don't, I, you know, I just can't imagine anybody that's actually been through it coming to me and saying it's not a job. Marshall has an amazing attitude about the ups and downs of his football experience. His father had this to say. Anytime you get this childhood dream that you get so close to that you can taste it and really touch it in his case, it makes it, you know, it makes it harder. It's kind of that, that old saying, is it better to have had or not had and then to lose? And I think for him, he was so close to it and had such high trajectory that I think that that made it even more frustrating. But, but I think overall he's taken, he seems to have been able to turn it into a positive and that's, that's what's important. We asked Marshall for his closing thoughts on how he beat the odds to make it to the NFL. He spoke about the hard work, determination, and grit that was required to battle back from injury time and time again. He summed it up this way. Like I'm extremely, extremely fortunate. Like I went to the University of Georgia, play football, got a free education, got a chance to live my dream for a little bit. Although it wasn't what I wanted, like being able to communicate with other people who I was had relationships with and realize that like, you know, they wanted it just as bad as I did. And they didn't necessarily get to experience all those things. So it's not, it's just not realistic for me to sit here and be sad about it, you know? And that, and I think, you know, that's, that's easier, that's easier said than done. You know, it sounds good, but it's hard to put into action. But I think over time, like trying to remind myself of how fortunate I have been and just learning more. Like I said, I started reading so much and learning so much about the world at large and just how much pain and suffering. It's just like, yo, I'm, I don't have, I, I can't be, I can't walk around and be sad. Like I'm so fortunate. That is our story of Keith Marshall, college football star, NFL veteran, and soon to be business school student. Keith is also a member of the athlete and business executive group Beyond the Game Network where he supports other athletes transitioning to life after the game while connecting with leading tech startups. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Beat the Odds and will find inspiration in Keith Marshall's journey to the NFL. If you did, please rate and comment on our show. And please subscribe to our channel. You don't want to miss our next amazing episode.